Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Scott Cullen. Uh, you can see my written work in The Athletic, McKean's Hockey, and Toronto Hockey Now. Uh, and uh, I was on tsn.ca for many years. Uh, maybe you've come across some of my work there as well. Uh, today, we are going to look at the Jack Eichel trade. Uh, long been rumored, uh, and it finally happened. Uh, Eichel goes to the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, and I will break down... Uh, I guess the the winners and losers, uh, which players are going to benefit, which ones uh, might might see their production go down, and uh, we'll uh, get into that after this. Thanks for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So let's take a look. Uh, at this trade uh, from the Buffalo Sabres perspective uh, to start. Uh, and one of the things is is that the Sabres aren't, I mean, they haven't had Eichel at all this year anyway, so there's no immediate loss uh, to the Sabres. I mean, the the, the loss in, in terms of moving Eichel is that there's a long-term. You, you've lost a number one center, a guy who uh, should be your franchise player, uh, and he's gone. So, you know, what, what do the Sabres uh, get in the immediate? Well, <laughs> coming back, they get Alex Tuck. Uh, and now Alex Tuck is also injured. He's recovering from off-season shoulder surgery. Uh, and I think eventually Alex Tuck becomes a really interesting piece here uh, for the Sabres. Now he's 25, which is maybe a, a touch older than, uh, I guess, the, the core uh, of the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, or what the core will be. Uh, and But that's fine. I think uh, you know getting a, a kid from upstate New York uh, who, who's interested in playing for the Sabres and has a chance uh, to play a bigger role... Uh, than he did in uh, in Vegas. I, I think that's a, a worthwhile addition. It's just it's probably not going to happen. I think until probably about late January uh, is about the timeline for when Alex Tuck uh, might be back from uh, from shoulder surgery. Uh, now Tuck as a player, uh, six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds, can really skate, has, has good hands, uh, and I, as I said, I think he was probably underutilized a bit uh, in Vegas uh, and and not. Um, not undeservedly so because they just had really great right wingers. Once they acquired Mark Stone, uh, they're running Mark Stone and Riley Smith uh, ahead of Alex Tuck. And, and it's not the, like they buried Tuck, but he just, he didn't get uh, the prime opportunities uh, as often. And I, I think when he comes to Buffalo, uh, th- there's an opportunity for Alex Tuck to become the number one uh, right winger on this team. And, uh, you know, the, there's a, a chance there uh, for him to start to put up some numbers. Now, uh, the other uh, forward who, who comes in this deal uh, to Buffalo is Peyton Krebs. And now, really, Peyton Krebs, uh, he's the one, I guess, who is the, the deal maker or deal breaker uh, from uh, a Sabres perspective, is that if Vegas decided they were going to uh, move Peyton Krebs, suddenly a deal could happen. If, if they're going to hold out and uh, try, try for other prospects to, to come along, uh, then no, uh, that deal uh, wouldn't work. And so if, if you, like Krebs... Is, is he's a 20 year old. He he hasn't really established himself in the National Hockey League yet. But if you're the if you're the Buffalo Sabers, you need to go take a shot at somebody like Peyton Krebs. Um, you know he was he was the 17th pick in the 2020 draft. But part of the deal is is that Krebs uh, was supposed to go higher in that draft, but uh, he suffered a, an Achilles injury uh, leading up to it, and kind of the uncertainty over that uh, that ended up uh, kind of dropping him in the draft. And and. The only reason that sort of is relevant is that uh, if you're valuing him as somebody who, while he's a mid-first round uh, kind of player, well, his talent is actually uh, better than that. Um, At least it was through his draft year. And uh, when he recovered last season, 
you know, we put up 43 points in 24 games in the Western Hockey League. Yes, it's a small sample of games, but uh, he was ripping it up. Uh, and so I think you can, you know, look at uh, Krebs's track record, you know, before he got injured and his performance last season after uh, returning from injury. You can be pretty confident uh, that this uh, is a is a quality prospect. And I mean, you never know what happens with a 20 a year old, but given the track record um, and, and his pedigree, there's probably a pretty good chance here for Peyton Krebs to uh, make it into the National Hockey League and become uh, a productive player. Now, is he going to become a first-line scorer like Jack Eichel? That Maybe not. Uh, that That's you know that's a pretty lofty goal. Uh, but th- does he become a, a quality number two center? Maybe. Um, maybe that's where, where it is uh, for Peyton Krebs. But at this stage of his career, it's still very much uncertain. Uh, and, you know, there, there's risk involved. You know, as, as much as you can be uh, excited about the, the chances of a prospect, sometimes it doesn't work out. So, uh, but in, in the situation that the Sabres are in, uh, they're in a good opportunity here to give Peyton Krebs uh, playing time uh, and he can find out whether he uh, kind of can sink or swim uh, at the National Hockey League level. And uh, I think in an ideal world, uh, for the Sabres is that uh, you get to, to build around uh, the likes of Peyton Krebs and Casey Middlestat and Dylan Cousins. Uh, then Alex Tuck is there. Uh, and, you know, that becomes uh, sort of what you expect the, the core to be of this team moving forward. Because, um, you know, J- Jeff Skinner is on the roster here, but you don't want Jeff Skinner necessarily to be, you know, the core of this team. He's kind of older than the guys that are going to be on the, uh, the core of this team. Um, you know, you would like Jeff Skinner to come around and, and be a productive enough player. Uh, but uh, I do think there's a, you know, there's an opportunity here for Peyton Krebs uh, to play uh, and maybe play quite a bit uh, for the Sabres. Uh, and if he, you know, develops and he and Dylan Cousins and Middlestat all kind of make some progress, well, then then you've got something uh, up front that you can start to um, build around and, and, and that'll complement your defense that, uh, you know, hopefully Rasmus Dahlin will uh, make some progress on the blue line. They drafted Owen Power uh, first overall last season. So th- th- there's a chance here uh, for the Sabres to pull some things together. Uh, and, and I mean, they're already more competitive this season. I, I think we have to give credit to head coach Don Granato for, uh, you know, giving them a, a chance to be more competitive than they were last season. But uh, in the long run, uh, you need some talent uh, coming in. And certainly uh, keeping Jack Eichel out of uh, the lineup altogether, that wasn't going to increase the Sabres' talent. And and so, you know, they're, they're, are they better off having Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck um, instead of uh, Jack Eichel? Well, no, probably not. But uh, it, it sure appeared that we had reached the stage where they weren't going to get Jack Eichel back. Um, you know, it, it seems like it had become an untenable situation. And so uh, I think... You know, in, if if you're looking at well, you know who who loses out here uh, in Buffalo. I'm not really sure anybody um, that that is going to lose time is somebody that um, that you you would say oh that the, the, had huge expectations for them. Like like if if somebody like Tage Thompson ends up going back to the wing uh, for Peyton Krebs to play in the middle. Well, I don't necessarily think that that uh, you know crushes Tage Thompson's. Uh, productivity that he, he might just end up shooting more coming off the wing uh, if he has a playmaking center like Peyton Krebs. So, uh, and, and, you know, we've got guys like Drake Kajula, Vinny Henestrosa playing uh, kind of higher in the lineup uh, than, than you might want. Uh, and so uh, once the uh, Sabres, you know, get Krebs, get uh, Tuck into the lineup, you know, and Tuck is obviously, that's eventually into the lineup, 
sure, some of those guys might move down uh, from where they are, but I think uh, under reasonable expectations, uh, no, nobody should look at Drake Kajula, Vinny Hinnestroza, uh, and think, well, they definitely should be in your top six. Uh, certainly not uh, in the NHL for a, a contending team uh, by any stretch. So when you look at this from the Buffalo Sabres perspective, yes, they would they would much rather keep Jack Eichel. Uh, but is the, the package coming back uh, going to give them some value? Well, I think it is. I think... You know, getting Peyton Krebs, getting a top 10 per, uh, protected first round pick, and Alex Tuck, there's a chance there that you have three assets uh, that could be around uh, as part of this team for a long time. Uh, and, you know, if you're in the position of the Sabres, you're just trying to build. And so you need as many of those pieces uh, that are going to uh, be part of this for the long term because it's, it's probably still going to be a while, uh, you know, whether that's a couple more seasons. Um, of building and developing and, and hoping uh, that uh, all of this young talent uh, ends up kind of gelling and you end up having uh, a team that is actually competitive. So uh, coming up next, we will look into this from the Vegas perspective. Thanks for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're back and better than ever, a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. It's from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Go to BetOnline where the game starts. Okay, so the Vegas Golden Knights are swinging for the fences yet again, uh, and they land Jack Eichel. Uh, Jack Eichel's 25 years old, 6'2", 213 pounds. In the past four seasons uh, with Buffalo, he has 242 points in 233 games. Uh, That's pretty impressive stuff. Uh, In that time, uh, he ranks 18th in the league with 1.04 points per game. Uh, and consider he's doing that without much of a sporting cast. The, the, uh, the Sabres, uh, as much as they, they had hopes uh, when they acquired Taylor Hall a few years back, uh, I think we've seen that they're, they're, not, uh, they're not offering quite, quite the uh, necessary uh, support for a top-tier talent like Eichel. Uh, so it, while his, his points per game might have ranked 18th, uh, you consider the degree of difficulty to get there. Uh, and you know he, he's probably better than that. Uh, and so, what what's happening here uh, with Vegas? Because um, I mean, for one, it's going to be a while uh, before Jack Eichel even shows up in their lineup. So it's not like they need to start making moves right away. I mean, I, I think there is probably some risk that Eichel isn't going to be ready uh, by the end of this season. Uh, uh, Golden Knights GM Kelly McCrimmon uh, was talking. He he said he kind of guessed at a four to five month timeline, but he admitted that it's really a guess because uh, there hasn't been uh, an NHL player who has had the disc replacement surgery uh, that Eichel uh, is seeking. And and so you know you you can have this idea that yes you you want uh, to do this uh, and and have him come back in four to five months, but what if the real timeline is six months? Uh, because really. The health is going to dictate everything here. Uh, there's no, uh, you know, no rushing Jack Eichel back. Uh, you're, you're not going to make this kind of deal and commit uh, to to the contract that Eichel has, uh, which, uh, you know, beyond this season has four years and forty million dollars against the cap, uh, you know, ten million per season. Um, 
if you're not going to commit to that uh, without, you know, getting Eichel healthy uh, and, you know, kind of putting him in a position to, to have maximum success, uh, you know, it would be awfully short-sighted to go, all right, we're going to, we're going to rush him back uh, at some point this season, uh, you know, for, for whatever uh, misguided purpose, it just wouldn't make any sense. So, um, but if you look at the long term here, uh, Vegas, uh, in, in acquiring Eichel, they're trying to raise their ceiling because I think if you uh, if you looked at their roster right now, um, and, and not the, the injury-plagued version. I mean, they're right now, the current uh, team, they're missing William Carlson, they're missing Max Pacioretty, they're missing Mark Stone. I mean, those that's, you know, three of your top six forwards out of the lineup. Uh, and, you know, not for insignificant amounts of time. And so uh, with all three of those guys out already, um, the, the current version of Vegas is... Uh, you know, a, a watered down version of, of what this team could actually be. Uh, but if if you you know take a look at uh, a a presumably healthy uh, Vegas lineup, then I, I think uh, you could look at the the possibility uh, of a top line of Max Pacioretty on the left side, uh, Jack Eichel at center, uh, and Mark Stone on the right wing. And if that trio was together, there's a chance that could be the best line in hockey. I mean, I think the uh, the discussion uh, these days tends to uh, go between, um, you know, the Boston Bruins perfection line with Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Pasternak, uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, line of Gabriel Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, uh, and Miko Rantanen, uh, and uh, certainly whenever he's healthy, uh, whoever the Tampa Bay Lightning decide to put out there with uh, uh, Braden Point and, and Nikita Kucherov, uh, that, that, that would tend to uh, be one of the top lines. Uh, and so, and, and I suppose Connor McDavid with with anybody uh, gets in the discussion too. But but I really think like the that that Vegas line, if you have Eichel in between uh, Patrick and Stone, there there is a chance that that, that might be a line that uh, puts up you know the the best uh, numbers in terms of uh, shot and goal differentials uh, at at five on five. Um, but uh, I think the the challenge uh, that's going to be facing them is, is that. Chandler Stevenson has been playing in that spot uh, since he was acquired from Washington. And and at 5-on-5, five five, Stevenson is pretty productive. He doesn't have massive point totals in part because he doesn't get the power play time. Uh, and this isn't to say that you know Chandler Stevenson's as good as Jack Eichel, uh, but the, uh, the Golden Knights' top line uh, has had quite a bit of success with Chandler Stevenson in the middle. Uh, and, and so what kind of improvement is there going to be um, if you change it from Chandler Stevenson to Jack Eichel, I mean, if if uh, you 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 make that change and, and the line uh, with Stevenson is, is scoring, I don't know, I think 60 percent of uh, of of the goals uh, at five on five. Well, I mean, how much better uh, would they be with Eichel? I mean, would it be sixty three percent, sixty five percent? I mean, that it's possible that that's where where it goes. Uh, but that you know that you're you're asking for uh, some pretty outrageous. Uh, production to uh, to control play in that manner, uh, and so uh, I think in the long run uh, you would look at uh, at Jack Eichel and, and moving to a team with this kind of talent, uh, and Eichel will probably be you know if we assume that he gets healthy, we can assume that Jack Eichel uh, can be a guy who scores uh, a point per game and maybe better, maybe playing with those guys he's a hundred point scorer. Now when we get to the point of of Jack Eichel being part of the uh, Vegas lineup, and I mean, it, this could be a while. As I say, there's there's probably some risk that it's not even going to happen this season. Uh, but uh, when that time comes, uh, I think the real the issue for for say fantasy purposes is who's going to lose out on first unit power play time because Jack Eichel is more most definitely uh, a guy who's going to get uh, first unit power play time, and so uh, I think the the likely scenario uh, is that Vegas would they still have 
uh, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, probably Jonathan Marcheseau, uh, and Eichel uh, as uh, as the forwards uh, on their first power play unit. Run Alex Petrangelo on the point, and uh, and so somebody like William Carlson, um, you know, might might not get first unit power play time uh, because of Jack Eichel's presence uh, in uh, Vegas. Uh, but you know these are these are the trade-offs uh, you make when you're dealing for a franchise center. Uh, you you don't uh, shortchange him uh, on the opportunities. It's the other guys who are going to uh, lose out a little bit. And so I think the I guess the next uh, part to look at here uh, from a Vegas perspective uh, is going to be how are they going to clear out the room? And as I said, this may not have to happen this season during the regular season. Maybe it happens late, uh, but at some point uh, they're going to have to clear out some salary. Uh, to make room for Jack Eichel. And um, it, it could cost them uh, some players uh, that are playing pretty significant roles for them uh, right now. Uh, and we'll get into that after this. Thanks for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So before we wrap up this trade, I guess we uh, need to look at kind of the long-term ramifications uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights perspective and who is going to, you know, I guess ultimately get moved. Uh, in order to uh, create room for Eichel. He's got a $10 million salary cap hit. Uh, you can't just add that to, to the current uh, Vegas Golden Knights salary cap and have everything uh, work. Uh, and so I guess the the possibilities here are uh, if it's late enough in this season, Eichel may not have a very big uh, effect on the salary cap. He, he's been on LTIR all, all year already, uh, and he will remain there until... Uh, it's time to return. Uh, I mean, he, he could very well be on the Nikita Kucherov plan uh, for this season. Uh, but if we're looking at, at guys who, who might be uh, expendable, uh, I suppose Riley Smith would be one. Uh, he's got a, a $5 million cap hit this year. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, and, you know, there's a possibility here that if uh, if Eichel uh, doesn't, doesn't make it back until either late in the regular season or into the playoffs, then... You know, Riley Smith might leave as an unrestricted free agent, and that helps to free up uh, some cap space to get Eichel into the lineup. Uh, another one is Evgeny Dadnoff, who he's making $5 million uh, on a contract that runs through next season. Uh, and so there, there's another possibility. Uh, and if, if they need to kind of dig in any further, uh, then it becomes a little interesting. I, you could go to the blue line where Alec Martinez and Shea Theodore, um, you know, Shea Theodore has... Is, Three more years after this season at $5.2 million. It doesn't make a ton of sense, uh, but there was some some sort of vague talk about Shea Theodore maybe being involved uh, in the deal for Eichel and, uh, you know, before before it actually happened. Uh, and it didn't make any sense then. I don't think it makes a ton of sense uh, from a Vegas perspective to, to be moving out Shea Theodore. Uh, Alec Martinez making $5.25 million for a few more years after this one. He's also got a mod- modified no trade clause, so not sure that that's uh, ideal. What I would wonder about. Um, is uh, whether Max Pacioretty. Uh, he's got a, a 10-team no-trade list uh, and has been he's been on the trade block before. I mean, Vegas has, uh, <laughs> Vegas is a team that isn't afraid to uh, you know, go out and acquire guys. They're also not afraid to move uh, guys. And, and Pacioretty uh, has been on the trade block. He's got a $7 million cap hit uh, that runs through next season. And so I, I, I would expect that given the, the opportunities here for... Uh, uh, for Vegas, that you know they can go to any number of those players uh, as, as options uh, to move out uh, and make sure that they have room uh, for Jack Eichel. Uh, and you know, I, I I think 
if, if you're acquiring Eichel, you're probably doing it with an eye towards uh, being you know, immediately competitive. <laughs> Jack Eichel isn't, isn't lining up for another rebuild if he can avoid it, I'm sure. Uh, and the, so, so I don't, I don't think that, you know, Vegas's first plan would be to, okay, we want to get rid of uh, somebody like Max Pacioretty. Uh, but if, if that's what ends up, you know, you need to move out that salary, uh, it wouldn't be uh, an impossible uh, endeavor uh, for Vegas either. So I think overall, uh, when you look at this deal, um, it's going to work out I mean, if we can presume that, you know, health is going to come back, uh, you know, professional athletes are getting the best medical, uh, attention, you know, money can buy. Uh, and, and I have to expect that Jack Eichel is getting sound advice on, on this disc replacement surgery. And, uh, that at some point he is going to return, uh, to being, uh, an elite hockey player. And if he does, and, and he joins a, a Vegas team that has a, a bunch of other, uh, really high end players, um, that he's going to have, uh, you know, some pretty productive years, uh, you know, given an opportunity, uh, he, he could be every bit as productive as he was, uh, in Buffalo, maybe even more so. Uh, and then from a Buffalo perspective, this didn't end the way the Sabres wanted it for sure. Um, there was a time when they were kind of hitching their wagon to Jack Eichel and making all kinds of moves, uh, you know, kind of geared towards, uh, appeasing Jack Eichel, uh, as, as the, you know, future face of the franchise. Uh, but, uh, as, as things kind of went sideways off this neck injury, uh, and you know, I, I th- this isn't the only case where, uh, players are getting disgruntled with their teams and, and, uh, they don't like how injuries are being handled. You can look to Vladimir Tarasenko in St. Louis and, uh, and that's part of the reason he wants out. Uh, and so, I, I think, you know, Buffalo did not do a great job in, in how they handled this with Eichel. Uh, but if you look at sort of what they're getting in the end, there's a chance uh, that they at least have some value to move forward. Uh, and, you know, it, it's probably not uh, an even trade, uh, you know, might be uh, 75 cents on the dollar. Uh, but I think at this stage, since you weren't going to be getting Jack Eichel back, you take the 75 cents on a dollar uh, and really embark on a rebuild. And, and the fact that you get a 20-year-old Peyton Krebs, uh, you can hope uh, that he develops along with the uh, the, the really young players uh, in that Sabres core and, and they and they become uh, a competitive team in the not-too-distant future. So uh, there we go for the Jack Eichel trade. Uh, it's uh, you know sad to see that content go because it's been a, a huge part of covering... Uh, you know, hockey for the past couple of months. Uh, but uh, ultimately, I, I think this is probably, you know, a good ending for Jack Eichel. He gets to go to a good team and uh, presumably he gets healthy. Uh, and, uh, you know, he will have a chance to to play some competitive hockey, which he kind of hasn't for the past few years. Uh, and so uh, thanks for tuning in uh, to the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast uh, and making it your first listen every day. Uh, make your second listen to Locked On Crosscheck Podcast uh, with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. Uh, I enjoyed being on their uh, season preview issue, but they do a great job uh, breaking everything down in the National Hockey League. That will do it for today. Uh, Enjoy the games uh, and follow this podcast on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked on Fantasy Hockey, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.